Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Go from dragging yourself to work each day to finding a job you love. The Career Spring program is for high-achieving and ambitious mid-level professionals like you who are looking for a job that uses your zone of genius, recognizes your value, and pays you what you're worth. If you're ready to learn more, schedule a complimentary consult using the link to my calendar in the show notes. Be sure to follow me on Exclusive Career Coaching on Facebook, Lisa Edwards on LinkedIn, and Lisa.Edwards on Instagram. Hi, guys. So thanks for listening today. It's going to be a little bit of a different program. It's also going to be a little bit longer. I wanted to talk with some folks who had worked with me and my coach to kind of give you guys a 360 degree view of coaching, not because I want you to run out and hire me as your coach, but I want you to hopefully consider the possibility of working with a coach and learn about some of the benefits and see if maybe you can identify with some of the benefits that these people and myself have talked about in this episode as being benefits that you would like to have. And so I hope you enjoy it. Now I have Alicia Grinesco with us today and and Alicia currently and has been one of my clients for a little while now. And so thank you for being on the podcast, Alicia. Thank you so much for uh, having me here. This is wonderful. As Lisa mentioned, my name is Alicia Grinesco, and I am in the meeting and events industry, which was severely hit by the recent pandemic that we had. I've been in this industry for over 20 years, and Lisa's help has been indispensable to me. So what we want to talk about is what benefits you got from coaching. So I want to be clear with the audience that Mm -hmm. this is not about why you should hire me as your job search (laughs) coach, although feel free to reach out if that's what you need, but really the concept of coaching and how it has changed you. Mm -hmm. So what was the, has been so far the biggest benefit that you've seen in working with a job search coach? Well, obviously I got a job. So that was, <laughs> that was the goal. And that's what happened. You know, as I mentioned, I've been in this industry for 20 years. I've been working, you know, for quite a long time now. And when I was laid off and not working, I knew what I was doing, doing and what I had done in the past was not going to work in this new post-pandemic era. And also just the way technology had changed too. I think even if we hadn't had the pandemic and I had lost my job, I knew enough to know that I didn't know what to do and that things had changed and I needed to reach out to someone to help me do a different resume. It's, I'd had the same resume for so long. It's I just felt something had to be done and you see things on LinkedIn or on another job post and you're not sure, is that new style really the right thing to do? I've always been taught this way, even how to reach out. And sometimes things you've learned from a coach or what your coach would tell you are things that you go, oh my gosh, that's so obvious. Why didn't I realize that? And I think the the coaching really helped me with that. It helped me prioritize what I wanted, where I was going. Again, doing a different resume with this job that I currently have, I know that's what got my foot in the door. From that point, it was up to me to sell myself, but just changing something like like my resume 
was a huge benefit to me and really had had made me stand out amongst the other candidates. And I know that to be true as the person I interviewed with said it to me twice, that she loved that that style and the format of the resume, that it was different from everyone else. And then, like I said, I sold myself at that point. But I, I think a coach can be very beneficial. Or if you've been in a, a career for a long time and you're just looking to make the change, a lot has happened from the time you maybe you were hired 10 years ago to now on how to look for a job or what you need to do. And again, that networking piece was important. So those aspects are very helpful and beneficial to me, put me in a right frame of mind in looking for a new career. I like some of those points that you just put out because I see from some of the resume writers that I follow, I see some formats that are nifty looking and I'm sure that folks see them and they're like, oh my gosh, that's different. I want that. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at it from the perspective, two perspectives. Number one, it's never going to make it through the applicant tracking system Mm -hmm. because of the way it's formatted. And secondly, it doesn't have any achievements on it. And we really Mm -hmm. packed your resume full of achievements because you had amazing things mm-hmm. to put in your resume. Right. So it's so important if you're if you're going into getting your resume done by somebody to have someone that you can put your trust in that you mm-hmm. believe that they know what they're doing and mm-hmm. that they're gonna they're gonna steer you correctly. Oh I completely agree. You know it's it's one of those things where you sort of take what you've done for granted. Well I've done this and I've worked here and I've spent time overseas and you know to me, that's just my life. But I showed my mother my resume. I passed it on to her and she read it. And my father, and they're like, we didn't know you did all this. I'm like, <laughs> but I, I told you, like, but you didn't tell us like this. Like, <laughs> wow, like we're really impressed. Like we knew you did a, you know, a well, a very good job and you had these responsibilities. But until they saw it laid out, and again, the way you had laid it out with those achievements they didn't realize to what extent my job entailed and the things that I had done in my job and the responsibilities I had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also like what you said about, you know, you didn't, you knew that you didn't know what to do mm-hmm. for a job search. You knew that things had changed. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite things that I hear it so frequently from prospective clients is they'll get on a consult with me And they'll say, well, I've been looking at job boards. I've been applying online. I'm not getting any responses. Nobody's reaching back out. And so I said, so what are you doing to solve that problem? And invariably what they say is, well, I'm applying to more jobs online. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, of course, point out to them the the (laughs) lunacy of that because it's the very definition of insanity. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I have two friends that are both laid off and... One is sort of doing the job board search. And I keep telling him, you need to go look at this, look at that. Talked about your podcasts, different things like that. I have another friend, he's down in Texas. And when I heard he was laid off, I said, you'll have no problem finding a job because you know how to network. Mm -hmm. You keep in contact with people. You understand what to do. You're good at that. And I know he will... When, when he sets his mind to it, I think he's taking some time with the family right now, but when he sets his mind to go find the job, he is reaching out to his network. And while he may be looking at job boards, he's hitting up his network hard and mm-hmm. going that route also. Had you worked with a coach ever before in your professional history before you and I worked together? No, I hadn't. 
So do uh-huh. you have any trepidation or what I should ask, what was the trepidation? Because there's always like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I just said yes to this lady. Yeah. So what was your what was your trepidation about going into a coaching agreement? I tried to keep an open mind and not sort of box myself in by what I thought might happen. Although I know, at least when we've talked, I I felt like during our session, sometimes I wasn't very communicative. I think I was just trying to take everything in and I did let things sink in. So it's a lot of introspect Mm -hmm. that you go through. And sometimes that's scary. I know the first call I felt is a very emotional call. And it takes you, you know, you have to look at yourself. You have to look inward. That can be scary. And I I think that maybe was a little bit of the intrepidation or maybe I'm not as good as I think I am. But as you go through the whole process, it's like therapy and it just pulls things out. It pulls out all the positives that you have going on and it makes you face things, which is a good thing, in my opinion, that you know sometimes you have to face your fears and you realize those fears really aren't the big, scary things that you had made them out to be, that they're manageable, you can overcome it, you can take care of it and move forward. Absolutely. And we did do some of that thought work with Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. because you definitely had a bit of imposter syndrome. Like I've done this before, but who's saying I can do it? Maybe maybe it was all a fluke. The last years was just a a big accident. Who Mm -hmm. says I can do it again? Mm -hmm. And and especially as those months drug on, because you took some time kind of off to do other things once you got laid off. So you didn't go right into job search mode. So I'm sure the longer that that went on, the harder it got. Right, right. Well, and that, and with my industry, you know, there was no, in my opinion, a reason to look for a job (laughs) because I had a fantastic year, you know, with everything else that was going on. I kept myself busy. And I think that was the other part is I was always busy doing other things. So I was never sitting around thinking, oh gosh, I should have a job. It was more like, oh, if I got a job right now, then I couldn't go play tennis three days a week. <laughs> I couldn't do that. And then, you know, you look at the bank, you can't realize, well, I do have a mortgage, so I better go look for a job. And, and you know, it's something you have to be in that mindset too. You know, in 2020, there was just so much going on with the economy, with the industry that I was in, you know, no one was hiring, but I also knew that was going to end. And I always, I wanted to be on the forefront of, my industry opening up and I was, there's a lot more jobs now, but I wanted to make sure, you know, when these jobs opened up that I was the first person in line to get it, not the 40th or the 50th mm-hmm. person and competing with everyone else. I think your timing made sense for you. It's it's funny as you were talking about, you know, playing tennis and everything. I really had felt like I had to wind you up at yeah. the beginning <laughs> of the coaching arrangement because yes. you were like, yeah, but I'm having some fun and there's this neighbor's <laughs> condo I have to clean out. And, yes. you know, oh. I just really don't want to put some real clothes on. And I, I was leading my best retirement life <laughs> prior to retirement. <laughs> <laughs> I I know that I kept myself busy and you know and that was also for my own sanity and not sitting around feeling sorry for myself. I didn't want to do that either. So I went out and I found things to do. And like I said, you know, at a certain point I wanted to I knew I had to look for a job and I wanted to find something. And yes, there, there it did take some pulling and prodding to to change that mindset, but you know, I'm so glad I did it because I do have a job that I I truly enjoy right now. I moved down to Raleigh from Connecticut. My aunt is there and several of my cousins. So I'm with family now. I'm closer to my parents. Everything fell in line and happened at the right time. And when I actually applied for this job, 
I threw my resume out thinking, oh, it's in Raleigh. They're going to look for someone in Raleigh. They're not going to look at me, but what the heck? Just let me let me put it out there. And I sometimes I think like when you have that attitude, it, it also puts you in the right mindset that you don't get nervous. You're not, oh my gosh, I have to impress these people. It's like, well, no, and if it happens, it happens. If not, it's not. You know, and so you're a little more more genuine. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I said, everything fell in line from the first phone call I had with with my employer. I liked her immediately as my manager. I liked her immediately. And I just got this good vibe just from the phone call of, I think this is where I want to work. And like I said, it just fell, everything fell into place with accepting the offer, making a move, selling a condo. You know, there's been little hiccups, but in general, it's been a smooth transition, which lets me know this was the right thing for me. And I think for you, the biggest the biggest downfall of moving to Raleigh is you found this neighborhood you want to live in and you're not old enough. <laughs> I'm not old enough. Although I have to say the housing market there is absolutely crazy. You know, people are, there's so many people moving down to Raleigh. Housing prices are going up and people who can't get into houses or townhomes, condos, they're going to the rental market. And now there's a shortage on rental properties and those prices are going up. So I am lucky enough to have an aunt who is absolutely wonderful and has told me, you know, stay here until until you have to move, until you find something that's right for you. There's no time limit on it. So that's great. You know, I again something that fell into place that, yep. you know, she's not telling me, okay, three months and then you're out. It's stay as long as you need until you get settled and we'll go from there. And I think the subtext here, folks, is that we oftentimes in our job search try to fit the square peg into the round hole because we're we're desperate and we're graspy and we're needy and we're we're ignoring all the red flags that are mm-hmm. just flying at full mass, flapping in the breeze. I mean, we they're everywhere and we ignore them out of desperation. And when you are patient and stand in your own power, but also in your own purpose and what you were put on this earth to do and what you want from a company, making sure you are equally selective as as you want your employer to be about choosing you, mm-hmm. then it happens. And it's it's a beautiful, magical thing. Can, what can you tell them? So you're still in the travel agent, uh, travel, travel industry. industry. So I'm still yeah. doing events. Yes. So I work for a company. They're an association that does events for associations. And I'm doing quite a bit of traveling next month through the end of the year. I have some very interesting clients that I'm working with and one's in the fraud, insurance fraud field. One is in controlled testing for clean rooms, things like that. Just a broad range of clients. So even I get to learn mm-hmm. and pick up some you know, new information, expand my, my knowledge base. The, everyone that I, that I work with is very nice. So I... Like you said, everything has just fallen into place. I couldn't have written a better job description or or a company description than what I've landed in right now. And I'm just just very happy with with everything that I, I'm doing with this company. I feel I, I make a difference with my clients and the events that I'm planning for them. You know, and sometimes it's just taking a look at their processes and maybe tweaking it here mm-hmm. and there. It's looking at their registrations and saying, you know, you should be tracking these on a weekly basis. So year over year, you can see, you know, we always track 12% by week six and, you know, 13% here. And 
oh, we're falling short because we're not tracking the schedule. So some of these these little processes that they had never thought of in the past or the people they had worked with didn't know to do. So that, that's always a good feeling whenever you feel you can bring value to a project that you're working on. Absolutely. And of course, I'm grinning from ear to ear because yeah. <laughs> I, that's that's the ultimate goal of what I do is when a client yes. reaches out and I've had so many success stories through 2020 that have really kept mm-hmm. me motivated. And Alicia, you are certainly mm-hmm. one of them. I have another client who ended up staying with his current employer at a promotion and he's oh. super excited about that. And I've had some clients who've gone through a temporary mm-hmm. job and then now they've landed in their in their full-time job and mm-hmm. they're thrilled and it's just so exciting. And they're on all different industries because everything's really pretty much opened back up. Right. My my last question to you is, mm-hmm. is kind of advice for the audience. And so when you think about what you took away and are mm-hmm. taking away from our time together, what sort of words of wisdom would you give the listeners about who maybe are thinking mm-hmm. about using a, a job search coach? I would say if you're not sure, if you have any little doubts about finding a job or what you're doing just isn't working, go with a job search coach. They know little tricks, little secrets, little things, like I said, that sometimes seems so obvious when they say it, but you know, it's one of those, oh, duh moments. Why didn't I think of this? Don't just follow up once, follow up every couple of weeks, put it on the calendar and just be open to the process. It's, and that, that's, that sometimes is the hardest part is just being open to the process, just being open, open to the process know that it will work. And the effort that you put into it is the effort you're going to get out of it also. Absolutely. It's definitely not a spectator sport. So no, it's not. <laughs> it's always interesting to me when people say, if your prospective clients will say, so what is your success rate? And mm-hmm. it's, if you think about that for coaches who coach sports, mm-hmm. you know, it's not on the coach to determine whether they're tennis player makes it to Wimbledon mm-hmm. and wins Wimbledon or not there that's not they're not doing it for you they are supporting you and, and right. helping you to do it and so it's the same thing with with right. career coaches and job search coaches right. so you got to be willing I, to do the work I agree and and you mentioned the support if that's important too is to have someone supporting you it, and a career coach supporting you is different than your friends supporting mm-hmm. you or your family and there's just, there's like a different vested interest there. Or just, they don't know you as personally. Your friends, of course, will always, you know, sympathize with you if you don't get the job. A career coach can look at it and say, okay, what did you do here? How did this go? Okay, know what? This just wasn't the right job. Or, oh, no, maybe next time answer a question like this or tweak it over here. Those are things, that, you know, your family can't say to you because they may not know. They're not in the industry. They're not looking for the job. But the career coach has those little tips and the tricks and the, you know, smoothing something out or rephrasing something. So it sounds this Mm -hmm. way versus that way. You know, that's, that's, that was just invaluable to me also. Absolutely. I, and I always say, you know, your, your family and your friends are going to give you advice. A coach is going to coach you. So your friends and family are going to come at it from their perspective Mm -hmm. and their worldview and a coach, we're supposed to be Switzerland, right? We're right. (laughs) Although I'm never Switzerland when something great happens for my, my clients, I'm like the loudest cheerleader in the room, but we aren't invested in your answer. We hold space for our clients to figure out their way of doing it and we gently guide and direct but we don't tell you right what to do and we don't give you right advice per se that that's it that was the best 
Excellent. Well, I can't thank you enough for popping into the podcast for this episode. I really wanted people to hear both clients mm-hmm. that I've coached and 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 then also my own coach and mm-hmm. she's been coached. So we're going to kind of hit this from several different angles, not because I want people to flock to me, right. <laughs> but because I want people to flock to coaches and I want people to recognize the value of coaching mm-hmm. and that it is worth every penny is as long as you do your due diligence and find Correct. diligence and find the right one for you. Right. Well, thank you again so much, not just for being here, but again, for all the help and the guidance that that you provided over these past months. It it really has been invaluable. And again, I know the job that I have now is due to the work that we've put in and the guidance. I would not have gotten this doing things the old way, the way I was used to doing them. I needed to do something different. And at least I recognized that. I didn't know what I had to do, but I knew <laughs> something different had to had to happen. Yeah. And I am I am so happy with everything. Well, it has been my pleasure, and I thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you. So my next guests for the podcast are Kristen and Reese Curlin, who I think you guys might have been engaged, or maybe you weren't even engaged yet when I worked with you. They are now a a married couple. So first of all, Reese and Kristen, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thanks for having us. Excellent. Well, I want to start by letting you guys introduce yourself. So, Reese, you want to go first and just tell them a little bit about you? Uh, sure. So, my name is Reese Curlin. Professionally, I work as an account manager for a, a commercial landscape company. Prior experience to that was in the turfgrass in- industry as well, working for a professional sports team up in the New York City metropolitan area uh, with a brief stint in an outdoor sales position as a logistics broker. As I hinted to there, my wife and I are located in the New York City metropolitan area over in New Jersey. And we've been out here for just about five years. Age-wise, I'm I'm just a little bit under 30 years old and have had obviously three professional jobs since since college. Excellent. Thanks so much, Reese. Kristen, tell them a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I currently work as an account manager as well, but I'm in more of the technology side. My company is a software platform that caters to HR specifically through delivering employee surveys and helping organizations define their cultures. I've been doing that coming up on about two years. My background is in sales. Before that, I was sales associate at a company for travel technology events. And before that, I worked at Morgan Stanley for a short period of time, more as an administrative position. So I would love for you guys to tell the listeners what your situation was at the time you reached out to get help. So both of you had a coaching and a a document package. So you got your documents done, you got your coaching. I want to specifically talk about that coaching piece because that's kind of the topic of the of the episode. What was going on in your in your professional life, Kristen, that you thought coaching would be able to help with? When I first reached out to you, I had been working at my previous company for six years. It was my first real full-time career-oriented job that I'd had after school. And it was really the only sales position job that I knew. And so when I decided I wanted to leave and see what else was out there and also change the field a little bit and go from sales associate to account manager, I knew it would be helpful to seek some expertise and have some guidance in, number one, 
what the market is and the reality of my fitting into a certain role, but also how to sell myself, ironically, even though I was in sales, I hadn't done it in so long. And I wanted insight into how to present myself and resume writing and interviewing, all those things that kind of come with come with it and that you get rusty if you haven't done them in a while. So the the subtext that I'm hearing is with you know my clients, I focus on high achieving clients, kind of those for whom the sky is the limit, and help them to kind of complete that loop, give them the tools, the 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 documents, the strategy, the the knowledge to be successful in the job search. So it sounds like that was kind of where you were at too. Exactly. And beyond that, at that point, I didn't fully know exactly what the title was I wanted or what the company I was seeking was. And so that was another aspect of the coaching that allowed me to hone in on what I was most interested in instead of going in blindly and being overwhelmed by the process and then maybe possibly settling for something that I didn't actually define in the first place. And therefore, I maybe could have ended up in an unhappy situation. Mm -hmm, Exactly. So Reese, I I don't know how similar or different your situation was because you came to me at the same time you guys went through the program together. Tell me what was going on for you in your professional life when you reached out. So yeah, I had been working with the soccer team that I was affiliated with for, I believe it was around four, four and a half years when I had reached out to you. And the position had just become a little bit stagnant. I had a few people above me in management positions that for all intents and purposes seemed like they were, you know, kind of stuck, not going anywhere and being, you know, a driven individual myself, I was kind of looking to, to what's next, you know, as far as responsibilities and also, you know, financial incentives that come along with that. So with that stagnation, I, I was kind of, all signs were telling me it was time to start looking for, for something new. Now, that being said, when I you know, reached out for coaching, uh, the reason for doing that, as Kristen kind of alluded to, was just really wanting a resource and a professional on my side to help me best position myself for the next step in my career. You know, I, I've heard a mentor tell me in my life that the next step in the career isn't about you know, hitting the bullseye right in the middle, but just taking one you know, step closer to the bullseye, because the last thing that I wanted to do was step farther away. So as we went into to the coaching kind of portfolio or the coaching framework, I guess would be the right word. Yeah, it was, it was working on interviewing. It was working on dialing in where we wanted to live, what was important to me when it come to finding a new position, be it culture or financial responsibility, travel, all of those things that you know you may not keep, you may not be able to consciously think about if you don't have a professional on your side helping you to to slowly work through those. So I was really to kind of wrap it up just looking for a structured, you know, month, month and a half long program to really help me dial in to figure out what I wanted to be my next step because you know I didn't know I I, I wasn't coming to to you being like, this is what I want to do. I was coming to you being like, I am eager for my next step. I don't know what to do. I need help. And then that's where, you know, it's a no brainer to go with a a career coach. Yeah. And I I think what I hear from both of you is this concept (laughs) of intentionality, right? Of, 
wanting to be proactive about the process and not just sort of letting it happen. You know, we want to be in control of our lives in every area of our lives and be intentional about the decisions that we make. And yet so often we sort of relegate our job search to what happens to come through a job board or something that someone mentions to us. And we're like, okay, that sounds good. But both of you were were determined to be intentional about this next step in your career. And I think that's an excellent time to reach out to a coach. I'm wondering, Kristen, with you, what would you say was the biggest shift for you in terms of, you know, a mindset shift or an an aha that you had as we worked together that you would share with the listeners? I really loved the part of the experience when we had, it was like a an employer ranking form. And what it allowed us to do was go through the criteria for which we wanted the job. So not just what is the role and how much do you want to get paid, but what does your commute look like? Is this a profit or not for profit company? Do you care how many, you know, do you care about the population size? Do you care what what their beliefs are or missions are in certain areas. And it allowed me to really kind of hone in on what I was looking for beyond just like, oh, this is a job and this is why I get paid. But more so, what kind of company company do I want to represent? And all the kind of smaller details that honestly, I know for, for me, like I lose sight of when I see a big, shiny, cool sounding job with a cool company. I'm like, oh yeah, I, I'll... They're so cool. I would love to commute an hour every way, each way. I'll totally be fine with that. You know what I mean? Like, and then yep. you start to like convince yourself that this is the best job ever, but doesn't meet any of your like. It doesn't tick any of the boxes that you actually wanted. And so I really loved that document, and I was able to really pinpoint. And and then you know I have to be honest. Later on the process, when I did come across opportunities that piqued my interest, I did have to go back and say, okay, well this really ticks the box here, but that means I have to sacrifice this. And am I willing to do that? So it really allowed me to look at each opportunity with an, with really new eyes. And it made me really evaluate whether it was worth continuing to move forward in, in whatever process I was in. And this is such a helpful process in any big decision in your life. I can remember when my then husband and I bought our last home, I created a spreadsheet of the things that we had agreed upon were most important to us and gave them weights. Very similar process to what I sent you guys through. Mm -hmm. And I remember we had narrowed it down to two houses and one house had a lot of bells and whistles. There was a wine fridge, right? Like that's like, (laughs) and there were these cool lights in the bedroom up in the ceiling and, you know, and, and yet... There was no fenced in backyard for the big dog. And there was, I have to go out in the garage in Florida to do laundry on this weird built up wooden, they built up this area. There was no railing around. And I said, oh, I'm so uncoordinated. I would for sure back up with my laundry and fall off of the, I would fall off and land in the garage, you know, in a pile of, I don't know, oil in my hair. And so the shiny object of the pretty ceiling and the wine fridge, I was able to look at all of that and say, that's not what I, that's, those are not non-negotiables for me. And the things that are non-negotiable, I don't see them in this house. So I'm choosing the other house. And it's the same process. If they, you know, wow you with an exercise facility, but you either don't exercise or you have your own membership somewhere at a place you really like, or that's just not a big deal to you. 
you would you might be swayed by that and miss the fact that you have an hour commute as you as you pointed out, Kristen. I love right. that. So and can we, I also oh, sorry, yeah. may I also say something? The other the other like just personal component to this was Reese and I were engaged were engaged at this point. We were about to get married literally within the next couple of months from when we started coaching with you. And that was another piece of the puzzle was having a, f- a ranking form like that. It, it gave me something to bring to my future husband to say, hey, like, what are you okay with? Or can you can you take a look at this with me and make sure I'm staying kind of true to myself or true to like the things I've told you I'm interested in? It It was a cool resource to have where you could bring it to someone who knows you so well and say, mm-hmm. well, I don't know, you say 45 minutes, but like, that's a really long time. Are you sure that's really what you want your commute to be every day? Because like, let's talk about the timeline for that. And you have these obligations and you usually like to do that. And so it, it also kind of allowed for a conversation between me and Reese to say, you know, this, my job and my, my work life impacts you as well. And what are we each okay with? Oh, I think that's a very good point is, is looking at that as a couple. I think that's excellent. So Reese, I'm, I'm curious with you, what was the biggest shift or aha for you going through this process? Biggest shift for me would have been through the LinkedIn session or sessions that we had. I mean, in my industry, it's very blue collar. So I'm sort of like a, a front runner and and having a LinkedIn <laughs> profile. So, you know, had I been wanting to go from the Red Bulls to another, you know, groundskeeping entity somewhere, LinkedIn may have not been as as vital as it was since I was looking to go from like out into the professional business world. So just really learning how to to best utilize LinkedIn and all of its features um, and just the importance of building a professional profile that you know recruiters can see as well as future potential employers can take a peek at is is very you know, important for anyone looking to have any semblance of a, you know, of a professional presence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So with either of you can start with answering this question, but I'm, I'm wondering to the listening audience who may be thinking, okay, sounds like coaching, job search coaching, career coaching is, is the way for me to go, whether it's for a job search or whether there's and these are not areas that I work with clients on specifically, sometimes it comes up, but things like you know, I, I need to manage my relationship with my boss better, or I want to position myself for a promotion. I've found out what the criteria is, and I'm going to be evaluated over the next eight months, and I want to make sure I get that that promotion or, you know, anything to do with your career, there is a coach who specializes in, and specializes in that. My special space is the job search transition. So for someone who's thinking about some kind of a career coach, whether it's job search or otherwise, what would be kind of your biggest advice for them? I mean, the obvious is do it. I mean, we don't want to sound trite about the whole thing, but what would you say to someone who's maybe thinking that coaching would be a good idea for them? I'll touch on it. I, I really think it's, it, you know, you said to not touch on it, but it is, it's kind of just a no brainer. The way, and the way that I was sold on it was, you know, looking for a new job. The assumption would be that you're looking for a higher paying position. So just keep in perspective, you know, that pay raise that you're looking to get and the opportunity cost that it's going to be to gain that coaching and how it's going to better, you know, so even say you don't get the coaching, even if you get a higher payer job, say if you got the coaching and you got, you know, how like $10,000 more money. So it's, you need to think of it that way. 
and not be so short-minded in, in your approach, just as you would be in a lot of other aspects of your life where it's easy to be a penny pincher and to save money, but to really sit back, really reflect on the value that you know a professional such as yourself is bringing to the table is, is a no-brainer if you put the, the time in to, to vet out and pick the proper one. I think that's so true. And I know I listen to a lot of home improvement shows, watch a lot of the things on HGTV and these people that try it on their own, it's often costs them more money because they make mistakes. They don't know what they're doing. They make mistakes. They have missteps. And sometimes it costs them tens of thousands of dollars. And so it's that same mentality, right? Like, I don't know how to install electrical <laughs> into a home. And it would probably be actually deadly for me to try to do that on my own. So I'm going to say, okay, I'm really great at all these other things. Electricity is not one of them. So I'm going to hire an electrician to help me with this or a plumber or a roofer because I recognize my zone of genius and that's not it. And secondly, someone else can do this for me faster, get me where I want to go faster hold me accountable to my goals in a way that I'm just not going to do for myself. I don't have that skill set and I can get things done much more efficiently if I work with somebody else. Yeah. It's just having some humility as well. And just realizing that you can't, you know, you can't do it all yourself and, you know, really embodying that will cause you to, to reach out for help and to, and to make that admission. I think that's great. The humility piece, I think, is a big one. Just knowing where your zone of genius is and where it isn't. Yeah, yeah. Because people think that they can do everything. And I mean, you used to be in a position where you would hire people. I'm sure you had people that came in, probably thought they were you know, rock stars at the interview process and re resume writing process. And you take one peek at their resume <laughs> and they could have been the greatest employee of all time. But you know, based on their own ignorance and confidence, you know, they missed out on a position that they may have been interested in. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So Kristen, what's your advice for people who are contemplating coaching? I would say the biggest piece is the accountability. Because if you are in the position where, say you are going after promotion, or say you are looking for a brand new job, the task can be daunting. And there's so many, especially in a market like today, with the great resignation and all these things happening, it can be really overwhelming to know where to start. And I think oftentimes people stay in their jobs longer than they actually should or that they want to. And it's only once they leave that they realize that that was the case. Mm -hmm. And so when you have a coach, you have someone holding you accountable to take the next step and do the next thing and get that little bit closer to your goal, which was really important to me because when I was in my current my my previous position, I wasn't miserable. I just wasn't that happy, and I wanted something new. But I also was kind of scared about getting something new, and so having a coach allowed me to manage the fear and 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 set expectations, but also have someone hold me accountable to get closer to my next step. It also allowed me to see all my blind spots because obviously I think I'm a great employee and I think I'm really good at my job, but how to see it from a managerial perspective or how to see it from a leadership perspective. Me coming in as this person with this background, coaching because they have such a wide range of expertise and insight into many different careers and positions and people. It provided such a different perspective of like how I would be 
perceived when I walk through the door. Mm, good point. And the coach, the coach helps you too, just like dial in on your strengths too. Cause a lot of times I feel like I remember you, Kristen, you know, not really being able to recall what, like what you had done during your time at the position. So having somebody there to help mm. you determine what's important and what's how to best position yourself when you move forward is, is helpful as well. Yeah. And that's baked into the process that I go through with clients on their documents, because you know, we need to know what your achievements are and what your differentiating brand is. And so you go leaps and bounds in terms of understanding yourself and what you bring to the table just before we ever get to the coaching part. And again, that's baked into the process. That's part of one of the outcomes that I expect my clients to have is greater understanding of themselves and awareness of of what they're bringing to the table. So I think that's interesting that you pointed that out. What's next for you guys? Anything you want to tell the the audience about what's going on next? Yeah. So my company was actually just sold to a competitor. And so there's a lot of... It's a very interesting time because I had been on the fence about looking for a new position just kind of to see what else is out there. And the market is so great right now. And now I technically work for a different company. So, (laughs) you know, unwillingly, yet still kind of has exciting elements to it. And so I'm in a position where I have the opportunity to stay around, stick around and see what changes are made or what new opportunities arise from that change while still maybe checking out the market a little bit. So I'm unsure what my next solid move is, but I'm in a really good position where I have options and this change has just happened where now I feel excited about what's to kind of to come and and to see if that changes my perspective on whether I want to stay or not. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent. Reese, what about you? I think that I've found for all intents and purposes, my, you know, lifelong career path. So, you know, I'll be in, you know, an account manager position for probably a while. The next logical step would be up to like an operations and or and or branch manager position. So yeah, just looking forward to, you know, learning as much as I can. It's been quite a journey because working with my prior position, I had a lot of knowledge as far as, you know, what goes on in the industry, but the business side of it, I was a little, a little lax. So, you know, a lot of opportunity to learn and grow. And, you know, strategically continue to strategically best position myself, but also, you know, stay open to opportunities. So Mm -hmm. I'm happy here for for the foreseeable future. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the podcast today. And and listeners, I hope that all of the information that I'm providing through these interviews in this episode are giving you food for thought. And I said it at the outset and I'll say it again. I didn't want this to be about what's so great about Lisa as a coach, but rather what's so great about having a coach and having that that relationship. And as I talked with my coach, Mimi, we talked about the beginnings of our coaching experiences and, and how we've even stayed in touch with those coaches and, and how different coaches are very important in different parts of uh, different phases of your life, different needs. And the reason that I was so successful in finding my coach Mimi is that I was very, very clear on what I wanted help with and what structure would make the most sense. And what I mean by that is I wanted a one-on-one coach for what I needed. I did not want a group program. I have been through group programs and I love them this was a time when I wanted someone to work one-on-one with me, get down in the weeds and help me solve some problems in my business and fix some things. And so when you can be that articulate about what you are looking for, 
then your network of friends and contacts can help you to find the right person. And of course, you want to have those conversations with coaches before you commit to make sure you just feel like there's that connection. And this is somebody who gets you and is somebody that you want to work with that you believe can help you. So I hope this is all giving you guys food for thought. Kristen Reese, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks. So this next conversation is with my coach, Mimi Bishop, and we really wanted to talk about both being coaches and coaching others and kind of that dual role. And of course, my reason for coming to a coach, Mimi specifically, was very different probably than the reason that you would have for coming to a coach. But we really, I think there's a lot of parallels that you can draw. So first of all, Mimi, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Oh, Lisa, thank you. It's such an honor. It's It's been an honor just to see how much you've grown over the past year. And it's it's amazing because you give, I'm going to give you a shameless plug. You, you have so much magnificence to give your clients and it's been a beautiful journey to watch you be able to do that for more and more people. So I'm thrilled to be here. It's like a full circle moment to be here on, on your podcast. So thank you for having me. Oh, you are most welcome. Why don't you start by telling them a little bit about yourself? And then I think I'll follow that up with how I came in contact with you and why I was looking for someone like you. Yeah. So I am Mimi Bishop. I am a business coach and strategist, and I'm a co- the co-founder of a company called The Resting Mind. And what we do with The Resting Mind is we propel high-achieving 40-plus women in their business. It's something that is near and dear to my heart as I left corporate back in 2016 after having a very long career in corporate and knowing that my heart was really pulling me in another direction, decided to take the leap and become a coach and start working on my own. And so it was really through working with coaches, both on personal development, and I'll share a funny story about how that really first started, and hiring coaches of my own, I was able to move forward so quickly in my own business. And that's really the magic of coaching, right? It's it's to help you get where you want to go that much faster. It's really helping, it's having someone by your side and using their skill to propel you. And and that's what's so magical about it. I couldn't agree more. And and recognizing that there's this area in your life. So in my case, it's you want to get a new job. And in your case, you want to grow your business. And, you know, whatever it is, there's tons of, no pun intended, tons of weight loss coaches out there and all kinds of other things, you know, and when you're specific. So for example, yesterday I had a, a a prospective client do a consult with me. And What came up was that she wanted to work on her confidence before she tried to move into a new role, that she felt there was a little bit of imposter syndrome going on. And so when we identified that confidence was the issue, it became very easy to look up who are the coaches that specialize that. And then, of course, within that confidence, which is rather broad, who was working with you know, women who were in the executive ranks trying to kind of deal with imposter syndrome and wanting to specifically with her 
the guys. So she dealt with a lot of male CEOs and CFOs, and they didn't always want to talk to a woman. They talked down to her or around her. And so she wanted to stand and hold her space. And so those are all good reasons to to hire a coach. In my case with Mimi, Mimi was my, I don't even know how many coaches in, but if I tell my story really quickly, the first coach I ever hired was a wonderful woman that I still stay in loose contact with named Denise Hedges. And that was my first experience, both as a co- being coach, but it was also a one-on-one arrangement. And she was the one who really, my business was very much in its infancy and she really helped me take it to the next level. And I've gone through a couple of group coaching programs. And then I was last summer very clear in saying to the universe and to my friends and colleagues, I'm looking for somebody to work one-on-one with. I want somebody to get in the weeds with my business and look at processes, systems, messaging, and really work with me one-on-one on that. And because I was so specific, I did a consult with, and I can't remember her name now, Mimi, but she's the one who referred me to you. Mm-hmm. She listened Karin. to Karen, Karen, yes, Gillen, right? Mm-hmm. And she yeah. said, I'm not the one for you, Lisa, but I know who is. It's Mimi Bishop. And I, I couldn't love you more. <laughs> so it was obviously the right call <laughs> all the way around. So that was kind of my story of how I came to you. I'd love to know kind of how you you know, found coaches and what what was your need and situation that you went looking for a coach? Yeah. So I, I love this story. I love to tell this story because I feel like I was tricked into coaching <laughs> in the best possible way. So I was familiar with the concept of coaching. I'm someone who is always interested in personal and, pro- and professional development. So I was always looking for ways to just increase my performance. I was familiar with who Martha Beck was, and that was probably my very first introduction to what coaching was, just from a very broad perspective. And when I hired my first coach, I really thought that I was joining a program that was teaching me how to lose weight. And so it was a program called Slim Slim Chic and Savvy. And it was run by this woman who is still my coach to, to, to today. Her name is Tonya Lee. And she talked about how you can lose weight and still enjoy this this fabulous French lifestyle, you know, and that really just spoke to my heart. So I, I, of course I signed up and I, my thought was like, all right, what's the diet plan? And to my surprise, it was a plan of how to really start to look at my thoughts and what I was thinking and how those thoughts really impacted my outcome. Until that moment, I didn't recognize that that was a big piece of what coaching was all about, right? Because we have so many thoughts about what we do and how we approach things. And that really impacts the way we show up and take action. Yes. And at the time I thought like, you know, coaching was all about someone telling me what to do and taking the action, which is important. It is a part of it. But I realized halfway into the program, I don't think this is a diet program. I think I'm in a coaching program. <laughs> so needless to say, I love Tonya. I've continued to be involved in her programs. I, I just I, I just love her philosophy. But that was really the, my very start of starting to work with a coach. And then when I left corporate and I wanted to get my own business up and running, I invested heavily in one-on-one coaching with a business coach. I worked with Kendrick Shope for 18 months, who really taught me a ton. And 
it was an investment and it was the best investment I could have ever made in myself and my business because it got me leaps and bounds where where I wanted to go. And I was under a lot of pressure. I had left a, a very well-paying job and needed to get up and running as quickly as possible. And while I knew a lot, there were still things I didn't know. You know, you don't know what you don't know. And that's what coaches are for. And I'm the first one to say, I I still employ coaches for a variety of different things. A couple of years ago, I wanted to become a better speaker. And so I hired a presentation coach. Recently, we just hired another coach because we want to get to the next level in our business. And so I am a firm believer in always investing in coaching to get where you want to go. And even, and I'm so glad to hear about the woman that you spoke with the other day who decided that she wanted to work on her confidence. It's we There are always places in our lives that we can enrich. And I feel like there's a coach for every place where we want to, everywhere we want to enrich ourselves. And so that's the beauty in always going out there and getting someone to help you get to the next level, no matter what it is. Exactly. And, and I hope that you listeners have heard what the, the subtext of what we're saying. We are coaches and yet because we recognize the value of coaching, we are ourselves coached. I think that that is a fundamental question to ask any prospective coach, because if they say to you, I don't need coaching or no, I didn't, you know, whatever, you really want to take a look at that because they're they're doing something that they apparently don't maybe see the value in. Right, exactly. Exactly. I, you know, there is value in If someone even asks me like, well, if you're a business coach, why do you have a business coach? Because there are places in my business I want to go. You know, I don't want to stay stagnant where I am. I want to keep moving. And so you always want to hire someone to help you get to that next level because, you know, can you figure it out on your own? Maybe, but it's going to take you so much longer and so much frustration. Why would you, right? And Mm -hmm. you're really increasing your ROI when you hire someone to help you get there that much faster, especially when it comes to your career, right? Think about what you might be missing out in terms of learning how to negotiate that salary mm-hmm. or learning how to really interview well or interview well in the in the respects that you're making sure that you're the right fit for that organization, right? Like what happens exactly. if you, you, you know, you have a great interview, you get hired and you realize, you know what, this isn't a fit for what I want. Like you want to be able to identify that before. So these are all reasons why you want to hire someone like Lisa to be able to, or any kind of career coach to be able to really help you identify those blocks and things that you may be too close to. And that's a big piece of it as mm-hmm. well. So often we're so close to our own stuff that we just don't realize that we're either telling ourselves a story that is not serving us, have gotten into the habit or have very bad habits that we're so close to that self help us self-sabotage, or we're just so close to things. We don't see our own zone of genius and we take it for granted. So there are so many times, especially when you're looking for a job, you don't know either how to clearly articulate why you're amazing at what you do, or for so many people, they just don't realize how amazing they are because they're so close to it. I remember just share a really quick story. Years ago when I was in corporate, someone had called me out in a good way for being super organized. And I remember thinking to myself, isn't everyone organized? Well, I was (laughs) like really wrong about that. But (laughs) 
I was so close to it and just, and was so, you know, it's just a strength that I just assumed it was something that everyone was good at, you know? Mm -hmm. And now when I think forward, like helping people get organized in their business is one of the things that I do best, right? Because so many people come to me and they're, they're floundering because they don't have the structure or the systems. So I'm able to use that strength, but at the time, I just thought it was something that like, I didn't think it was anything special. So things like that, right, where people can really reflect back what those strengths are, or of course, help you get stronger where you are weak and help you fill in those gaps. Super important reasons for hiring a coach. And the way I like to think of it is you can't read the label of the bottle you're in, right? So it's very hard for you to see what you bring to the table. And I, I, my, my contention is that it comes with the ovaries, right? We women, we tend to be like, oh, shucks, it was nothing. Yeah, I saved an entire village from (laughs) extinction, you know, with my new drug, medical treatments, you know, but it wasn't a big deal. And, And the guys are recognizing every little thing as being this great accomplishment in their life. And that is often the difference with the the glass ceiling. It's not, it's not, there certainly is a patriarchy going on in the world, but a lot of times it's how we present ourselves, how we show up and how we share our, our vision and our, our wisdom and our gifts. Yes. Lisa, that's such a great point, especially I see that so much with the women we work with in, you know, the 40 plus category, especially we were not taught how to do this. We were not Mm -hmm. taught how to tell our stories. And, you know, we were told we were bossy or we were this or we were that. And it's a disservice to, to women. It's, you know, we've done a disservice to ourselves. And that's why it's really critical to be able to go out there and articulate your worth when you're out there having, you know, trying to move forward in your career and getting the help in doing so, because it doesn't come naturally to everybody. And the more specific you can be about what your needs are and where the gaps are, the better you can find the right coach. People can refer you just as the story that I told about Mimi. I was so very clear when I spoke to Karin and and to my my friend who sent me to Karin in the first place, mm-hmm. that it was very obvious who I needed to work with. And if you think about the career management space, there's lots of folks out there that are career coaches, but they may be working with you on you know, how to how to ask for a promotion or how to show up in a male-dominated environment or any number of things. And my specialty within that area is the job search. So if that's what you're looking for, you want to drill down and find that kind of coach. And maybe even within job search coach, here's my specific situation who can best help me with this situation. That's so true. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I'll give you another example, right? For women 40 plus, what we hear so often is sometimes they've had to take a step back in their career for some point, right? And it's like, now how do I get back into the market? It's a struggle, right? And so that's different from someone who has had a very consistent trajectory, right? So if someone is struggling with getting back into the into the workforce and repositioning themselves or pivoting, right? They may want to hire a career coach that has that level of expertise. Absolutely. Yeah. And there, there are folks out there in my space who deal with folks who've been incarcerated or have had huge gaps in employment or have right. jobs job hopped quite a bit or are, as you mentioned, changing career fields. My my specialty is 
folks who are generally on a pretty straight trajectory. They're high achievers. They perhaps would like to get into the C-suite and they have all the goods. They need my help in kind of completing that loop so that they can show up as the best version of themselves and land the job of their dreams. So really having that clarity is so important. And, And in my own personal life right now, I am moving some things around so that I can get some life coaching on an area in my life that has, as far as I know, it has nothing to do with my business. Watch it, find out it's exactly. (laughs) But right now, I think it is in my personal life that has just been a a bit of a thorn in my side and COVID and how my life changed during COVID really highlighted this this thing that I want to work on. And so I'm very clear. So that makes it very much easier for me to go. And of course, I still want to have that consult with a coach to see if there's a connection. Does this coach get me? Is this coach, are we on the same wavelength? But I can find the kind of coach I'm looking for much easier because I know exactly what help I want. Exactly. That's one of the things I've loved working with you on is really getting so clear on who that person is, right? Like you you just nail it every time you say, I work with high achievers and this is what they want to do. It's so important. It's so important for your potential clients to understand and say, wait a second, that's me. You know, Lisa is the person that can help me. It just makes it easy for everyone out there, right? They come to you because they know that they're the right person. You're attracting them because this is who you want to work with. It makes the process that much easier. Exactly. And and as a coach, and I'm sure you've had this experience as well, Mimi, you know, in that consult, sometimes this is not the right client for you and you want to, you know, help them get what they need. But it's very clear that you're not the right person for it. just like Karen was very clear, but she was, you know, directed me to you. And I've had clients that I just didn't connect with. It was more of that than I could help them, but it just didn't it wasn't the right fit. Right. It's so important. It's funny because I always say that I, I know Karen for a while. I've actually coached with her myself. I've hired her, hired her because she's so different from me. Right. And so mm-hmm. where I really excel in the, in the let's roll up our sleeves and get into it together. She's so great at the mindset. Right. And I always say she's the yin to my yang, but I remember when she sent you to me, she said exactly that. Like I, you know, she said, I know that you really like to roll up your sleeves. And I know that that's exactly what we, you were looking for. And that's why it was such a perfect fit for us. Exactly. Now, for some people, like you said, they don't need that, that level of let's, you know, roll up our sleeves together and dig into your business. They want someone who's maybe helping them with more mindset or just bigger picture and then letting them go, that kind of thing. Exactly. And and I had done so much mindset work and working with Brooke Castillo, my coach, the last coaching program I was in, in her group program. And I felt like I had those tools in place. Now, having said that, a couple of weeks ago, you and I did a session that was, I was just mm-hmm. like, we need to work on my brain. I've got a thought in there. I can't find it. Mm-hmm. I know it's holding me back. And it was, it was actually the best session I've of all the amazing sessions I've had with you. Oh. It was the best. And, and I had the the tears and the, the, you know, wet Kleenexes to prove it, but we crossed that, but we have yeah. worked primarily on those action steps. But I know one of the things that I do with my clients is we kind of walk hand in hand with that. So we got to work on the mindset. What do you think about yourself? What do you think about the job market? What do you think about your candidacy? What do you think about your credentials? What do you think about, 
you know, the job search process as it stands right now and, and make sure that those thoughts are serving you. And then side by side with that, we're going to also work on a job search strategy so that you have, you're doing something other than looking at job boards and hoping and wishing and thinking and praying. Yeah. It's the mindset is always a piece of it. And I think people like myself, I was so surprised all of those years ago when I was like, sign me up and get me, give me the diets plan. And it was like all about mindset, but really mindset is, it's the foundation to all of it. Right. And as much as I am such an action oriented coach, I am certified coach as well. And I recognize like, that's why I'm so happy that I did get the coaching certification because even though I don't spend so much time in the mindset, it comes up like it came mm-hmm. up, you know, during, during our work together, or, you know, sometimes I'll recognize when I'm working with someone, this is more of a mindset thing than, than a tactical or a strategy thing. And we'll shift into that. It's so good to have those tools to be able to help someone move past that or work through it because very often it's unless we kind of get that unravel those thoughts that are there that we're so close to and so hard to see, we're going to start like circling the drain a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's powerful. It's really powerful. The way I think of it, the visual that I've always had about this issue is it's like one of those walls in like an obstacle course where they have the rope and you have to like shimmy up the side of the wall and and go on the other side. Mm-hmm. And So, you know, if I'm working on somebody with their job search, it's pretty obvious to me when we've hit a wall because they don't, they haven't followed through on their homework or I can hear, you know, with the things they're saying, I can hear that their thoughts are not serving them. And so we have this wall and it doesn't matter what I teach them about how to do their job search. And it doesn't matter about what we plan out for their, their homework there's that big old wall. So we've got to deal with the wall and wall is their thoughts. And so we have to look at what is it we need to bring that wall. We need to figure out a tactic. Are we going to go over the wall? Are we going to go around the wall? Are we going to blow the wall up? What are we going to do? But we have to deal with the wall because we're not going to make any progress until we do. Yeah. We blew your wall up a couple of weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we did. Yes, we did. And I would share with you the thoughts that we worked on because I say them twice a day and have them on note cards um, around my my place, except that there's a few words in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. There are a couple of words that are just not for little ears or polite ears. <laughs> they work for me because me and I They work for me too. <laughs> you don't know it from listening to this podcast, but I have a sailor's mouth about me, so... <laughs> yeah, and I, I can appreciate that. I've tried to, I've tried to curb it myself from my, my, my own. And then I thought, then I had a thought, well, why do I really want to do this? I don't think, I I think it's fine just the way it is. (laughs) (laughs) So what would you say to the audience about the biggest benefit you think of having a coach of any kind and conversely, or maybe on the same thread, what has been your single biggest takeaway as a coached person? That's a great question. So There are a few things, definitely the accountability, the clarity, the ability to see the vision, even when you can't, right? Mm -hmm. So so often we have the goal, we have the intent on where we want to go, but we just don't, we can't wrap our minds around how we'll ever get there. And someone who has walked the, the course already and has the roadmap makes all the difference. So those are the reasons for, in my opinion, the most powerful reasons to have 
to have a coach. And then in, in being coached, it's pretty much for all of all of the same reasons. I'll just share a very quick story. This is not necessarily even a life coaching situation, but many years ago, I decided to do a triathlon. And I am the last person that should ever have signed up for a triathlon. Like I couldn't run down the block. I did not know how to swim. Like it was, um, it was really bad. <laughs> and my best friend did the triathlon first and she said, I'll coach you. And so in the process, I had to learn how to swim. And I remember thinking to myself, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Like, I really didn't know. So I held on to the belief that Mary, my best friend and my coach, told me that if I followed the plan, her plan, I would be able to do it. And that's the belief I held on to. And while I was practicing and learning how to swim, I just kept reminding myself, well, Mary told me that if I do this, it will happen. And she was right. And I think so often, and I finished the triathlon. So <laughs> the biggest takeaway from me was sometimes you just really need someone by your side who can offer you the belief that you just need to trust them and just follow what they say and they'll get you over that bridge. And oh, for so me, good. that was just, yeah, it was just so life-changing for me because I've relied on that also. I remember there were times in my own business where I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. So I borrowed my coach's belief and knowledge and that I, I could. And I think that that is a very, my biggest takeaway from my experience in, in being coached. I think that's so especially important early on in the coaching arrangement. You have to have that trust with your coach from jump because whatever it is you're hiring that coach to help you with, you're not going to see in all likelihood, you know, if you hire a weight loss coach, a real one, um, <laughs> it's a right, right. <laughs> you're not going to, you know, wake up tomorrow just because you paid some money out to a coach and you're going to be 10 pounds down. And it's, it's, you've got to go through that struggle and you've got to be willing to trust that whatever he or she is telling you to do or inviting you to do, that it is for your own good and that it will get you where you want to go and just to have that faith. And, and then it will become easier as you start to see results and start to see the fruit of your, of your efforts. Yes. Yes. Without a doubt. And it's hard, right? Change is hard. Any significant change, any goal is hard. Even if you are a high achiever, right? Sometimes high, I love high achievers. I, I, at least I think you're a high achiever. Oh yeah. I, right. I'm a high achiever. Like I love always going after the goal. It's hard though. Sometimes it's really hard. And to have someone by your side and help you through that process, it's just, it makes it so much more enjoyable. Yes, it absolutely does. So I think that I've kind of shared with the audience that and on a personal level, I will be hiring a, a life coach soon for a very specific area in my personal life. Mimi and I, have we've had a package since the beginning of the year that is wrapping up. I think we have a couple more sessions, mm -hmm. but I've made it very clear to her that she cannot get rid of me that easily, that I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> so I don't want you ever to go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so we will definitely continue working together. And by in all probability, as my business grows, there will be new areas that I, okay, now I want to learn how to do this, or I want to get better at this, or I want to enter into this market or whatever it is. And the lesson I have learned through the coaching experiences that I've had 
so far are I need to be very specific and I need to say it out loud, say it to the universe and also to to the people in my life who can help me find that right person. And so I have no intention of ever not having a coach in some form or fashion. And I think you talked about you've just recently hired a new business coach. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So what can what can you share with the audience about what what was your specific sort of ask when you were looking for this coach? How did you what were you looking for? Yeah. A great question. So we had a couple of things. One is we wanted to really, really, really fine-tune our own niche, which is really my own zone of genius, but I had a sense of it. And yet I still, I, like you said, I was inside the bottle. I'm like, I think this is what it is, but I really needed someone to help me fine tune it. And I am a big believer in having a niche that's very fine tuned. Mm -hmm. So that was the first thing. The second thing is to scale and to get us to that seven figure mark. Mm -hmm. And that's the goal, right? And so why not, why try to do this on our own when there is someone out there who has done it so well? herself and is also doing it for other women. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we, and we went back and forth, like, do we really need this? And this is, but it, then it, when we got very clear on what we wanted next, it made sense to do that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So whatever it is in your life, whether it's job searching or, you know, a personal issue, I recently found out I was kind of like, you talk about synapses firing. I found out there was such a thing as posture coaches and sleep coaches. And those are two areas I have a ton of problems with. I'm like, what, what, what's happening? Yes. <laughs> there are coaches for the, there's coaches for everything, for everything. I have everything. a lot of sleep coach clients, but the majority of them are sleep coaches for children. Ah. Um, huge industry. And when I told my mother, she was like, no, I'm 52. So I told my mother, she said, what? We let you scream. I'm like, I know. And that's why I had years of therapy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I will. So so the lesson learned is if I start asking about sleep coaches and try to find one, I want to make sure they know that I am a 60 something year old woman, not a child, <laughs> not a toddler. Right. <laughs> you can't, you know, tell me to self-soothe and, you know, give them a blankie. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Mimi, this has been fantastic. I, of course, love talking to you. Tell the folks how they can find you in your practice. Absolutely. They can follow us over at therestingmind.com. And we have a variety of resources there. There's one resource that I love to share, and it's right on our homepage, is how you can become a brave, bold version of yourself by building your confidence. And so I, I highly encourage people to download that because we give some real tangible tips based in brain science and energy also on how to increase your confidence. And for those of you that happen to be small business owners or want to start a small business, I highly recommend Mimi. She is fantastic and fabulous. So you guys reach out to Mimi and I hope this has been helpful guys. So take care. I hope that you guys got benefit from this long episode and you were able to think about how coaching might benefit you. Maybe coaching has benefited you and it's time for some more coaching. Maybe it's time for new kind of coaching in your career or maybe you've never had coaching before. So I hope this has given you some food for thought and I'll see you next week. Take care. 
You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.